So good. Uh, what I'm so encouraged tonight, like we're doing the next steps and God is doing something amazing in I think every one of us as well as a body. And tonight I just want to kind of go a little bit deeper into our next step. I feel God is kind of highlighting uh, something and it has to do with seasons. Now, how many here have a favorite season? Yeah, I think we all have, yeah. Winter, spring. We only have four, so although I, have, I will say in Queensland, this seems to be two, warm and then hot. So <laughs> at least to me, okay, I come from an area where there's four seasons in Michigan, four very distinct seasons. Yes, yeah, cold, cold, and colder, coldest. And, and if you want to go even further, coldest, that's this. You know how kids do it. They add on the extras. Um, and I believe God is bringing us into a season of revival or a season of, of restoration and of hope. And, you know, and with seasons, they're marked by, actually, by time. And, you know, they, they do have a span. Like, in the seasons, in the natural, winter has a span of time. And I actually have some pictures, actually, from Michigan of the seasons. This is a typical Michigan winter road. Sometimes this is a back road. It's beautiful. Believe me, it's very beautiful. It's quiet. I love winter because all of a sudden everything becomes silent. There's no bugs biting you. There's no noise. And like the snow actually insulates and it's beautiful. As cold as it is, it is pristine beauty. Then we go into spring, which well, that's probably one of my favorite seasons. Spring, you tend to have, and this is from Michigan, this is probably about an hour from where I live. The tulips come out. There's actually a lot of flowers. And spring obviously represents new birth, life blooming. Everything's kind of moving and grooving. And everybody's, pretty much everybody's going, yes, it is not cold or icy anymore. Hallelujah. Um, and that's just a really good example. And then you have summer, which is great. I don't mind the heat, but I do love the, the beaches. And, you know, this is a lovely picture of Lake Michigan and the beaches. Michigan is surrounded by pristine beaches, you know, Australia has some pretty good competition, with, I have to say, with Michigan. But you tell me that, that's, that's fresh water. Don't worry about anything biting you, stinging you, whatever, you know, all eating you. So let me, I'm just endorsing Michigan tonight, so if they hear this across the seas, um, <laughs> they're going to have a lot of Australians coming to the beaches, maybe. I don't know. And you can surf in some places, believe me, you actually can surf. Uh, and then we have fall, which is actually my most favorite season. In fall, the colors come out. Everything is just like this, this pristine, this transition into preparation for winter. Within fall, we have some of my other favorite seasons of hunting comes on. All of a sudden, yeah, this is the time where my outdoors comes out. The fishing, there's fishing seasons where you have to have a license to go after salmon that start running up the rivers that get ready to spawn. The deer come out, the grouse start flooding. You know, it's like all this stuff of the wildlife, everything I can kill. nicely say kill and eat. Okay? So if it, if it has, comes down to it, I will go to the woods and I will find food. I don't know about the rest of y'all, but <laughs> yeah, you can find, uh, fasting is great too, believe me. <laughs> But so seasons. And tonight, I want to talk to you about knowing your season. That's the title of my message, knowing your season. And I believe we're in our next step to understanding more what season we are in, both individually and as a body. And life comes in seasons. Sometimes we're in a season where we're looking, we need to press in. We're in a season of 
building faith. We're in a season of maybe sometimes rest. That's good. We're in a season of rest. We're in a season of financial blessings or you name it, there's a list. And it's really, really good to know what season you are in this moment. Now, when it comes to describing seasons, I was listening to a message from Chris Valentin, and this, kind of, and this was actually a while ago, but for all the stuff we've been talking about recently in the sermons, he was talking about kind of like the seasons in life, and there's actually some Greek, I guess, words describing the time that we live in, that we experience, one of them being epoch, and, and it means a particular period of time in history or a person's life. But most significantly is the kairos. Kairos, to me, is after he describes, and I will, hope, I will hopefully get you engaged to understand what that means more tonight, but the kairos moments, the kairos seasons, are the right, critical, and opportune moments in life. The right, critical, and opportune moments in life. I believe that Nowark's church is taking the next steps into a kairos moment where God is going to do something and is doing, not will, but is doing something new and amazing in us as a body and in you as, as individuals. In Ecclesiastes chapter 3, probably one of the probably one of the many scriptures describing time and seasons, but it's real obvious in this. <laughs> Excuse me. And it says, To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. Now, I just want to stop there briefly. To everything, everything that you can think of, everything, there is a season, there is a time, it has a purpose. So if you, if you come to understand that you're in a season of maybe building faith, there's a purpose for that. There's a purpose for us experiencing God doing something in us as a body, of course, because it brings in glory. It brings, obviously, what we're going to be building is going to be fostering opportunities for others to come to know Christ in you and all of us. When Audrey came into my life, when Bree's life, we understood that we were in a season of becoming parents. Before even Audrey was conceived, we, Bree and I understood that we had the grace to go into the season of parenthood. And I'm, it was, it's been a, such an amazing and continuing to be an amazing journey, even though it's quite fresh, that we're in a season of being parents. The, see, grace not only gives us strength, doesn't only, only just empower us, but it gives us the opportunity to see our weaknesses fuel our strengths. And that's what I have found that, yeah, <laughs> I'd be real. There are some nights where I'm tired and Bree is in the season of, and the grace to actually raise Audrey and to feed her. And, you know, there's the practical sides to that. But to me, there's something new that's being birthed both in us as a family and as in individuals that I've seen just from simply having a little girl come into our lives. Seasons, knowing your season. So tonight, let's go into deeper. What does it mean to know what season you're in? And one thing to keep in mind is that God is doing a new thing. Christine Kane says a great quote. She says this, God is doing a new thing, not the next thing. God is doing a new thing, not the next thing. And it's really critical for us as believers to know that God is doing something new within you. He's not doing something, okay, well, let's just do the next thing because 
that's more significant. No, he's doing a new thing in you. Wow. So to know what season you're in allows you to know that God is doing something new within you so that you can press in for the more. Yeah, so point number one, you can write this down. Seasons unveiled. Seasons unveiled. So we had the epoch, we had the kairos. Kairos moments are quite significant. You've seen them. There's a lot of examples throughout the, the Bible. One that I, um, I think we can have all heard, maybe if you haven't, uh, is um, Gideon. Gideon was a, a man who didn't have confidence in himself. Long story short, as he pressed into God, God said, well, actually, I'm going to do something that what you think is impossible and make it possible. I don't want to go into a lot of detail because it, that can be its own sermon on its own. But when it comes to our, the unveiling the seasons, we get the opportunity to see those Kairos moments come alive and awaken in us to see God do the impossible in us. And I believe, again, that, that Networks Church is at a Kairos moment right now where God is doing the impossible in the church. It's marked by healing. It's marked by pastors doing crazy amounts of prayer and a, and a body as well. It's marked by God doing something uh, in us by accelerating us. So you might ask, what do you mean by unveil a season? Well, the, the whole point is really for all of us to understand what is, what is it to mean to get into understand our seasons because my points are all connected but I want to break it down so we can actually come aware tonight to actually be communing with the Holy Spirit. And this is one of the key things I love about being a son. First of all, is I'm in a continual season of being a son. And once you are, you get to hear the Father's voice. You have the opportunity to go before his feet and understand that where you're at right now, you know, if you're in a place where, even what we ministered to earlier, of your thoughts are greater than what God is saying, ultimately, then it is your opportunity to experience a Kairos moment to see something shift in your life. In Romans chapter 13, verses 11 and 12. And do this, knowing the time, that now it is high time. That right, right, right away tells me Kairos. It is high time to awake out of sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than we first believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. The time is at hand. We're at a high time right now where we're unveiling the seasons as a, as a movement, as, a, as networks, church, as individuals. Because we have our identity intact, we are faith-filled, we are filled with the Holy Spirit. We don't want to waste this moment now, however, and see what we're pressing in for just become the next thing. Because God is doing the, the, a new thing in this body, in this church. Number two. So, you unveil the season, you become aware of a descriptive of what a season may be. You understand a few basics of the span of time. First of all, I will say before I go to my next point that God is outside of time. He's not bound by it. So I'm so thankful that actually God has actually already figured it all out. All we have to do is be obedient and listen. 
And so as we go into the next point, identify your current season. So how do we identify our, identify our current season? Well, it's about perspective. I have found that if I am in a, a spot where I am, say, finding a struggle in the way I think about something or a lie about me, because the enemy will do that. He'll try to sneak in and tell you, well, if, or maybe, try to raise doubts in you. I don't have sometimes the right perspective, and so I have to get perspective. It's one of the greatest tools I've gained even in my internship, doing something what would look like totally unministry-like by serving in the city of Reading and helping the city clean, clean up its parks and, and educate students that actually kingdom looks like serving a city and loving a people like they like to be loved. But there were moments where actually I didn't have the right perspective because I wanted to be doing something more holy. Or I was going through my personal battles and think that my mentor saw me and said, you know what, you have leaders underneath you, let them run with the project for the day. How about you and I go get some perspective? And I really cherish those few moments where my mentor, we just went and drove around out and he just talked and let me just unleash my heart. And that's what we get to do with the Father. Yet, we need to live from the promises of God. We need to hear God's voice for our life and our season. And a great example, I feel, is when Jesus went into the wilderness in Luke chapter 4. In verses 3 through 4, and it says in this, And the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone become bread. Now, how many of us have, something, have heard something similar? Well, if you do this, maybe you might be, you name it. But Jesus said to him, saying, it is written. So we need to know what's written. Perspective. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word from God. I know we probably have heard it a lot especially if you read the Word and have had a walk with Jesus for a while. But we need to live from God's promises because His promises will not return void. And so we need, to, we need to identify our season and know, like, okay, maybe I'm in a season of just trusting, trusting people, trusting my spouse, trusting the, my leadership. Maybe I'm in a season of sowing. What a great example of seasons when it comes to our tithes and offerings. We're sowing into revival. That's what you're doing. You're sowing into heaven. You're sowing into what God wants to do in this church and in this city, ultimately, and in this nation. So take the next step and identify your season and have some perspective. Chris Valton says, what God says tells me how God thinks. What God is saying tells me what God is thinking. So as we get perspective, we get to understand that what God is speaking over your life, giving you the grace for, is allowing you to not only hear his voice, but something he actually thought of before he spoke it over you. See, the purposes for us in general are for us to be sons and daughters, to be the, allow the Father to love us, but also to call us higher to, re, to take what we carry to our jobs and to our schools, to our, you name it, whatever circumstance you go into, we carry that breakthrough, we carry those Kairos moments where God said, okay, I'm going to encounter your purpose right now. It's like God's timing in, encounters our purpose and destiny. 
and then it's where the impossible becomes possible. And then going into point three, as we understand the seasons that are in, we get to actually live from more of a place of victory than just striving and trying to figure out, well, this is not working. We get to live from victory, and you can't have victory until you know the victor. It's, it's pretty simple. If you don't have Jesus at your center, you're not living victorious. If you don't have him at the center of your thinking or your family and your relationships, you might want to get some perspective. You might want to revisit what season you're in and understand that there is grace for your season. Just as much as it is, there is a grace for you to go into the new job or to, to actually make a commitment in serving or whatever it might be. There is, there is a grace for you. In Galatians 4, and this is going to be an Amplified, but you can look at it on, on the screen of New King James. And there's another Kairos moment. Chapter 4, verses 4 and 5. But when the proper time had fully come, God sent his Son, born of a woman, born subject to the regulations of the law, to purchase the freedom, to ransom, to redeem, and to atone for those who are subject to the law, that we might be adopted and have sonship conferred upon us and be recognized as God's sons. You're not a victor until you, excuse me, you can't have victory until you know the victor. And you have victory in your seasons and knowing who Christ is and what he's done over you. You know, when I was in my journey, and I've touched on it the last couple of times when I've preached, my season of wandering, <laughs> my season of building a testimony of a prodigal son, I didn't have Jesus at my center. I, I once did. I walked away from that. I wanted control. I wanted to do what I wanted to do because it's what I wanted to do. <laughs> and I became disobedient. I went and spent the wealth that I, that I didn't even realize I had on me, and I realized, wait a minute, this sucks, <laughs> ultimately. And without going into the whole story about my testimony, I wasn't victorious. But I did become victorious when I finally said, okay, I need perspective. I need to recheck where I'm at and the season that I'm in. And I didn't even know it at that time. The, this whole language of seasons came in ministry school. But I made, I did, made a decision one night to make God my center again. And then from there, it has propelled me, it has given me opportunity to testify into God's goodness and grace over my life in the season that I'm in now, knowing primarily overall that I'm a son. That's all I am. There are other things that follow outside of that. But our efforts can be conflicted without God at the center. And in Galatians 6, 7 and 8, it describes this. Then it says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh, flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will the Spirit reap everlasting life. What amazing promise right there. When it comes to sowing, there is a time and a season for you to see the fruits of God for your labors and for you trusting in Him because you are good soil. You are, are worth Him going to the cross. Yes. You are worth 
being known and loved as sons and daughters. And so, as we kind of wrap things up, we need to know what season we're in. And I, and I know that, again, I, I'm going to say it again, that we are in a season where God is doing things magnificently in this church, where we have an expectation that, you know, we just started. But I believe that tonight, if you need perspective, if you need to know that Jesus is your victor, then let's this go after knowing what season we're in. Let's actually spend time. You have, if you have the Holy Spirit within you, you have an easy access to ask God simply, what season am I in? Your next step is sometimes simply just to ask that question. What season am I in? And how can I come together into the journey of of the season that God is doing in Network Church? Because victory looks like peace. Victory looks like reconnection. Victory looks like healing. Victory looks like living fulfilled in God's love. Victory looks like you put the name to it. I'll let you do that. So as I conclude, and the musicals can come up if you'd like. You know, God is doing a new thing. He's not doing the next thing. He is doing a new thing. Let's, be under, let's understand that. We're in a season where God is doing something new. Because in Isaiah 42.9, this is something we've, I've heard being pressed into in the prayer meetings. And it says, Behold, the former things that come to pass, and new things I declare. New things I declare. We are being marked by acceleration, by growth, by healing, by hearts being restored, families restored, life's restored, health restored. And tonight, if you need restoration in your life and perspective and to understand more of what your season is, and I encourage you, let's just enter in and ask the Holy Spirit, what season am I in? What's my next step, God? What is my next step so I can partner with what God is doing here at Nagos Church in Logan City in your life? We have family here that, like I said earlier today, we have family that we can come together and we can put your arms around you and encourage you, surround you, support you. It's about becoming more than just an attendee on a Sunday. It is about being victorious in everyday circumstances. It is about knowing your season so that we will be fruitful. Because in our seasons, even in winter, as beautiful as it may be, there are times where it gets, you get kind of question, when's spring coming? <laughs> or even for some of those, in summer, it's so hot, you're like, oh, I can't wait for winter. Oh, I've been there, believe me. It's just, you're, like, you're just tired of the heat. It's just, as nice as that transition is, we step into new seasons, life in the spirit sometimes looks like it starts off really good and on a good roll, and all of a sudden, whoop, hiccup, trip, pothole, whatever. And it's in those times where we can come together as a family here at Networks Church and know that maybe sometimes the next step is just coming, like Peter preached this morning, finding out those two or three that you can pray with. Because that's where we start building the better together motto. You know, it is about cells. And a quick side jaunt, 
I just felt God kind of revealing more because I have a science mind and a biology mind, but cells within them have all these working parts that actually make that one cell live and thrive. And it starts with the DNA. The DNA is what identifies what that cell is to do and function as. We have a victorious DNA in us as Christ ones. And as we come together as cells, cells make up tissues, and tissues make up organs, and organs make up systems, and they ultimately make you. And so I want to encourage you to really grab onto what Pastor Peter said today. Find two or three people. Let's partner with, together and find out what season we're in individually so that we can actually partner with what God is doing here to a greater extent because God is going to be birthing some amazing things in the next weeks and months. And I'm really excited. I don't know about you guys, but I'm, get, I'm more anticipating that God is going to just reveal so much glory. And we're going to take it to the streets. We're going to see Logan transformed. Because I've seen it in Reading where I, I spent my first year with a group of guys living in a pretty rough part of town purposely by my landlord so that we could be revival to our neighborhood and every week we'd go around in the dark when nobody was looking and pray and do prayer walks and thankfully as I transitioned out of that season I saw God do something in that neighborhood the streets got cleaned up the druggies left and people and family started coming out into the yards like I did I'm like what is going on people are actually mowing the lawns Something happens when we walk in spirit knowing our season. Something happens when we partner with God and be obedient and getting perspective. So tonight, let's all stand. And I just want to pray over you. I just want you to close your eyes and even just put your hand in your heart, raise your hands. And I just want to pray over you. And we're just going to see perspectives come. We're going to see seasons unveiled. We're going to see purpose and destiny. And we're going to see kairos moments happen where God's going to invade the impossibilities in your life so that he can be glorified. So, Father, I just thank you for all that you're doing in Network Church and in these people. Holy Spirit, just come. I just pray for vision and purpose in people's lives that might be struggling to understand what season they're in. Holy Spirit, only you can reveal the seasons of life that we're in. And yet, Father God, we value this time because it is a time for building strength. It is a time for regaining focus and building faith. Holy Spirit, right now, I just pray you just release an anointing and a grace to go into the seasons that you're calling us into and to know where we must go because we can't go where you don't call us to be. Your best is yet to come.